0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of His and Hers Trauma Podcast, starring Mr. and Mrs. Trauma. <laughs> um, this is, like, all brand new for me to be doing this on my own. Um, I have podcasted before, Um. But Mr. Trauma has not, but he's like really excited. So we're stoked about the possibilities of what this um, show can do for just anybody that's gone through a really hard time and is experiencing trauma or has or thinks they might be experiencing some of it. Um, My hopes are that this is a place to come and listen to stories and information that can educate you along with also being relatable. So, you know, we're going to get a little personal about some things, but um, we're also going to be informative as well. Um, So for this recording, this is basically just kind of like a little gloss over about me um, and my role, I think in this whole thing, I'm not sure exactly how it's going to end up, but that's okay. It's brand new and fun. So let's go. Okay. So uh, this whole thing, um, let me do this. Hold on. Let me flag it. Okay. So here we go. Um, trauma is not easy to talk about and it has taken me a really long time to be able to process kind of everything because it was six years of just like constant, constant trauma. (laughs) Um, and I've been kind of wanting to do this podcast for a long time. And yesterday I was at the pool with one of my best friends and all of our kids. And I was just sitting there underneath the sun and I was so peaceful. I, it's a friend that I, um, had lost during my relationship with my ex and we're gonna do an episode about um, isolation and alienation from your loved ones um, by your partner or whomever um, is creating all the problems in your life but she was someone I grew up with and who I love so much and our kids are the same age and over the last mm, it's been about I don't know. It's been quite a while now. Um, I would say like since Christmas, um, we have been back in each other's lives. Um, I've had to mend some bridges that I burned during my relationship and, uh, that was one of them. And, you know, everybody has a part to play in things. And I think I'm going to have her on the show actually, so we can talk about friendship, alienation, um with partners because that's a whole nother thing. And guys, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be throwing out a lot of terminology here that you'll understand as I go on. But um anyway, we'll, let's get back to yesterday. So yesterday I'm like sitting under the sun watching like all these kids play Marco Polo and like just mm, it was such a beautiful day. And it was so calm and I can remember this time last year being in Possibly one of the darkest places I've ever been in my life. Um, I'm forty years old and I have a young son, and I I really didn't see anything ahead of me. Everything was really dark. Um, and if you have experienced intimate partner violence or domestic violence or had a partner who had narcissistic tendencies, or a family member or something, even in the workplace. Gosh, I'll do a whole episode on that one too. Um, it just zaps you. It takes everything you have from you and you become a shell of yourself. And I remember hearing that term thrown around, like, what even does that mean? And it's true because, um, when I was 33, so I'm 40 now, so do the math. Um, I was like living my best life. Right. Um, I had gotten divorced and I was having a very successful co-parenting and still do with my son's father. Um, shout out what's up. Um, I don't even know if he's going to listen to this, but, um, he and I have worked really hard to keep things, you know, copacetic between us. And I really like his wife and, we all kind of have like an understanding, right. That we're here for the kids. So, um, we had separated because life happens. And, um, I was living in this house that I bought and I was getting it ready and, um, I was feeling really good. And I was going out with my friends all the time. I was, you know, taking guitar lessons. I was working, I was going to the gym. I was doing all this stuff, you know, that I'd wanted to do. I got a a big old tattoo with like a skull on my arm. And like, I'm kind of like, like a, I don't know. I was born in 1983. So like picture like a girl that looks really young for her age with like blue hair and a big tattoo, tattoos everywhere. And that, my kid is obsessed with Nirvana. So there we go. Um, I'm like super dorky, but nerdy, but cool. And I was just coming into my kind of starting to come into my own. Like I hadn't fully gotten there like I am now, but like I was starting to be myself um, for the first time in my life. Cause I got married really young and all that. So, um, and you know, I had a kid and I was busy, so, When I was that person, I was amazing. I mean, I was attractive. I'm dynamic. I think I'm emotionally intelligent. I am a crisis counselor. Like, I help people for, like, that's what I do. Um, I have a job that I work remotely from home and I do very well at. I'm just very... I think I thought I, I was doing pretty good. And um came along, you know, my worst nightmare pretty much. And they come in the form of this amazing promise, right? And um I'm gonna go all over the whole narcissistic um X later. But basically I went from being that girl to this time last year not being able to leave the basement I had gained 100 pounds about I was so depressed I was miserable I was absolutely miserable I was just existing and I was being constantly beat down and I was trying to set boundaries I was trying to do all these things I was trying to be better but I just kept getting abused. And, um, I experienced quite a few of the, um, forms of abuse on the domestic abuse checklist. Um, and so I was really miserable, right? So, (laughs) um, it was bad. It was really bad. And things were getting to the point where like I was kind of starting to like fear for my safety and obviously my mental health and all that kind of stuff. Um, so my ex dumped me, which was actually like the best thing he ever did. Thank God. <laughs> um, he couldn't, do much else so yeah I don't want to talk trash on here but there's gonna be a little trash talk but he's a bad person and um it's all gonna be anonymous but like he sucks and um we can feel pissed right like we're allowed to feel pissed it's like I feel a little upset because there's supposed to be this like this like abuse like protection like oh gosh like you know I abused you, but like, you can't say anything. So I put him on blast and I essentially told the world, you know, my friends and my family, what had actually happened, which is pretty shocking, um, to say the least. And they had no clue. They had no clue as to the extent of what I'd been living with. Um, cause I'm really good at putting on a front, right? Like a happy face. And so yesterday I was just sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to start this podcast because I think I'm ready. Um, and I know that Mr. Trauma is ready. And, um, <laughs> so here we are. Okay. That's where I'm at today. This is why I'm doing this today. And I'll get better at this. I'm going to be all over the place. You're probably going to just be like, Mrs. Trauma, you're insane. But I'm not. Um, There is a method to my madness here. So we have some goals with this podcast. Um, First of all, we want to share with you guys, um, our listeners, about what we went through individually a little bit, you know, kind of gloss over it. We don't want to get too crazy, but we will talk about it. Um... It's equally bad. We also want to talk about um, just what it feels like to be in that type of relationship and the things that happen to you and what to look for um, from a m- female perspective as well as a male perspective because I know it's different. Um, and the big, the big elephant in the room is the fact that I am – absolutely shocked at the lack of resources for men who are experiencing, you know, PTSD, trauma, all this stuff from these relationships. Um, unless they're like thrown into the legal system somehow because someone lied about something or I don't know. They just like, I hate saying it, but like maybe just leave. Um, the, the earth cause they can't handle it. Um, a lot of these men that I talk to when I do my crisis counseling, they are desperate and they are completely convinced that it is all their fault. And it is mind boggling for me to see it on the flip side. Um, cause I kind of only thought that that type of manipulation happened from a, like a, like an insecure kind of like man child perspective or whatever but like no it doesn't it happens with women too and um i so this time last year i was getting out of this relationship this relationship had been dead for probably 2 years prior um we were just sort of functioning cuz he had nowhere else to go and he was living off of me and living in my house and trashing my house and treating all of my things like crap and just literally shitting all over my life okay Um, and things came to a head. Um, the big thing he hated was that I gained a bunch of weight and, um, you know, it was COVID and I was doing remote learning with my kiddo and I was, my son's father is very busy with his job. So I have my son pretty much full time and it's fine. I like it that way. We like routine. It's cool. But, um, I really did have to put myself on the back burner for like a while. And, um, he also was an alcoholic is an alcoholic. I'm sure he still is. Um, he's a self-proclaimed narcissist. He's a spoiled brat. You know, he was a little bit younger than me. Um, he thought playing video games was way more fun than hanging out with me. Um, all he would do is belittle me all the time. He, he, alienated everyone out of my life he was just the most obnoxious person you've ever met in your life still is to this day I'm sure um huh. um it's kind of a small town where I live and I do hear stories of my friends running into him and them just being like oh my god he's the worst so no love lost there um but at the time I was like oh my god he's convinced me that I'm never going to meet someone or I'm always going to be alone. And I'm not going to lie. I, I am a romantic. I love to be in love. I have never actually think I have been in love until I met Mr. Trauma. Um, and my mom told us that on the phone the other day. Um, I've always just been really guarded and I let my guard down a little bit with this guy, I'm going to have to, let's find a nickname for him. Hmm. Let's call him the, uh, um, Oh God. I don't know. The puppeteer, the puppet master. We'll figure something out for him for a nickname. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I really had closed myself off and it was really bad. So yeah. I just lost my train of thought. This is so hard. This has been a long time. This is a practice episode. I'm probably going to re- re-record this. Oh, getting back to it. So, I you know, was I was basically just like existing. Like waste of space. Not contributing to anything. Um except for I was taking care of my kid. And that is That's the one thing that I consistently did was take care of my son. Um, and he tried to use that against me and he did parent alienate me from him. And, um, there's a whole nother like piece of all this stuff. There's like guilt that you feel for what you let happen. And I let this person steal precious, precious, precious time away from me and my child together. Um, In his like little bitty years, you know, Um, he's going to be turning 10. So yeah, Uh, I would be alienated down to the basement because I didn't want to be around the alcohol and my son would seemingly be wanting to hang out with him. So I let it happen and I didn't realize that we were all being manipulated And so, you know, my kid has also experienced trauma. Um, He never physically did anything to my child, but mentally my kiddo has struggled and he's needed a lot of support and love. So um, Rory, we've come a long way and he's doing really well, thank goodness. And, you know, I played my part too. Like, I'm not saying I'm a complete victim here. I'm just saying that like, I was with someone who made it their job to, Find me when I was at my best and then suck me dry. Suck every little ounce of my supply. That's another word. I have I could offer him until I completely shut down. And um, I gray rocked him, stonewalled him, iced him out, whatever you want to say. And I completely just disengaged. And um, he knew at that point that he had officially done his job job well but job well done sir and on to the next and he literally after living here for six years moved out within like 15 minutes and left like all his stuff here I have not seen the man since um spoken to him via email a few times he's just always arrogant and doesn't own anything or apologize for anything so you know typical narcissistic behavior um I'm Fine with it. I, the closure that I needed was just to realize that, um, he was wrong about me. So, getting back to like resources and stuff. So, like, it's been a year since this happened, and a lot's happened. Um, I'm still falling on my face sometimes. I still have panic attacks. I still have dreams about this person. Um, but I have also come a long way. Um, whilst I was throwing myself into, you know, learning about trauma and really, I was really more geared on the whole like narcissism piece of it. Um, I decided, you know what, what the heck I'm going to like, see what's up and put myself out there. Cause like, I'm not going to lie. This is not like a, pg-13 podcast we're gonna be talking about some real stuff like I hadn't been intimate with someone in a really long time and my ex would weaponize sex and withhold it from me and um it was really bad and nasty and terrible behavior and so like I was really going insane um so like I hopped on some dating apps and I'm like curious you know I wasn't gonna hoe around but I was kind of looking for a friend um I don't know what I was looking for, actually. I just started looking to see if I was totally, like, just chopped liver at that point. Um, Because when I met this man, my ex, I was a hottie-tottie, thotty, whatever they call that right now. I'm not a general Zer, but I was doing pretty good. I looked great. I felt great. And then fast forward six years later, and I felt like kind of like a gargoyle it was terrible so um I talked to a couple people and just you know they were nice right but like it just didn't have the energy or time to be like oh I'm gonna make time to go meet up with this person um and now I'm kind of getting into like the other person behind this podcast which is Mr. Trauma so I'm going through it right I'm it's summer, end of summer. Um, now I've been kind of on my own. Not really. My parents had to come and stay with me because I was really in a bad way. Like I needed my family. I had not had any type of like love shown or support shown to me in so long. And, um, you know, one of the last things my ex told me was I can't, ever look at anyone that loves you in the eye ever again, because now they know everything I did because you told them everything and it's your fault. (laughs) Right. So there we go. There's another thing. Um, so basically, you know, I did myself a huge favor by coming clean, uh, about what was happening and everybody thought I was happy and I wasn't. So, um, they came pretty quick. Um, my like my OGs, you know, my good friends and my parents and everybody was really supportive. My ex-husband, my son's father was very supportive. His wife is incredibly supportive. I I'm so lucky to have those relationships. Um, my mom and dad rock. Hey mom, hey dad. And also my son and I just needed some time to just like exist in a home where like you knew who was going to show up at the door every day, which was nobody for once thank god because this person was so loud and sucked like the air and the energy out of every room he was in he's just overly arrogant needed all eyes on him it was exhausting and i'm an only child my kid's an only child we're pretty quiet we like to have fun like we have good times but we don't party i don't drink i don't do all that stuff right and so he was just doing it by himself in my house and creating chaos. And so it was really kind of like reconnecting with like my home at first. And I had all these walls up when I went into this whole like idea of talking to someone and meeting someone. I was like, okay, I don't need to get married because I'm, you know, I work and I pay my bills. I'm cool. Um, I don't like need a man, right? <laughs> but I would like to have like um, like a partner, And maybe someday, like, I don't know, retire and get, like, side-by-side retirement condos. Like, never, ever live with anyone ever again. I mean, I was so over it. I was so protective of myself and my time and my space and my kid and everything that I was completely just, like, shut off, really. Um, And so I started to get on these, like, I, you know... I got on not the ones that you go on to like hook up. I got on some like legit apps and um, I was also, you know, in a lot of support groups online and they were predominantly like women and everyone's like, Oh, don't date. Like, don't do this. Don't do that. But like, I had to get my mind off of what was going on and one of my girlfriends was like, "Girl, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else." And I was like, "That's really ratchet, but maybe you're right." Um, so, the I was feeling like I wanted to connect in some way. I didn't know at what capacity at that point. I was just like, "Okay, I'm ready to like have somebody touch me." Okay, um, I know that I don't care. Lights off. I don't care. I'll be very transparent at the time I've lost a ton of weight since then. But at the time I was like, if you like curvy girls, you'll like me. Like I, you know, I'm not bad. So, um, I get on these apps, right. And it like terrifies me. And like, I completely shut it down. I'm just like, uh, fuck this. So I get off. Um, but I didn't realize that I had matched with someone. Um, but I had like deleted the app and it was the one that you like have to get in touch with them or what it's like Bumble or whatever. I'm gonna flag this just in case I can't say that. But um, yeah, so it's the one where like you take the lead. The girl takes the lead. It's like the Sadie Hawkins dance of uh, dating apps, okay? So I took a break um, and just kept, you know, doing what I was doing and just hanging out. And, um, I just started to get lonely, you know, really, but I was happier. I was just so, so relieved to not be bombarded with like verbal abuse constantly all day. I mean, I was just, I was terrorized really. And like I said, I'll get more into that later down the road. I'm just kind of giving you like a preference of like what this is, how I know Mr. Trauma, why this all happened. It's kind of all over the place, but I promise you that it will become cohesive once we start planning this is just like my unfiltered intro about kind of a little bit about me everything will be much more structured trust me from here on out like I'm taking notes and stuff oh and by the way if you like the uh the logo I designed that myself pretty proud of it so anyway um yeah so I got off and then I was like uh my mom was in town and like, um, I love my mom to death, but you know, it's like you have, I have my kid and my mom here and I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm going insane. I just want to talk to someone. Like I wasn't even like really maybe even going to like meet up with someone. Cause I was so hurt still. And I was still processing like all of this stuff that happened and no closure. Like guys, I'm telling you right now, you'll never get closure. If you're traumatized by someone, you have to let it go. You will never get closure. Um, you'll never get a goodbye, you'll never get this. I thankfully didn't have a lot of like hoovering is what they call it, where he would try to come back into my life because I think once I told everyone what he did to me, um the hard cold facts of what happened he was, he's kind of like a pussy and, um, he knew that if he came around, he was gonna probably not be in like the best place. So, um, he kind of stayed away from me. So anyway, um, that was good, but I was still, you know, sending him like unhinged, like stupid text messages. Cause I was brainwashed. Like, Oh my God. Just, it was so silly. I have voice recordings of myself, like crying for like 15 minutes over him. Ugh, my gosh. I just look back and I'm just like, so, um, I, I give myself grace because it was six years of being hammered into the ground. Right. But I also look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I doing? Anyway, resources. Okay. So we'll get into that too. Um, but I had had to stop doing my crisis counseling and everything because, like, I just couldn't do shit. I couldn't do anything um, except for just like breathe. So I started to kind of feel a little bit better. And flag there. I yawned. Um, my I was never allowed to get a cat, um, and I already had two cats, and I really wanted to get a kitten, and so I like got like my cat that I was never allowed to get. I got this little kitty. Her name's Harley. And now we're down to two, two cats. Um, cause Jazzy, my other catty, my other kitty cat passed away. Um, but she held out, I think until she knew I was okay. Again, we'll have an episode on pets too. Cause like pets are a big, a big thing. Um, and then, um, so I got the kitten and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I had a friend of mine move in with me who, has a young son and she was sort of down and out and I have a finished basement. And I was like, I am lonely. Come live with me. So I had a roomie. I had like a cat and I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. Like, okay, I feel safe. I'm good. Um, I was like, totally just not, I had no idea what I wanted. Um, I don't know what I was thinking really. Um, honestly, it was probably actually pretty like, um, reckless for me to have done what I did at that point. Cause it's pretty fast, but also you have to remember when you're in those relationships, you're so lonely for so long. I felt like I'd been alone since COVID, you know, since the pandemic. Um, and this was just last year where this happened. So I was, I was lonely, you know, and I am a, I'm an extrovert introvert like I like a small group of friends that I'm really close with I didn't have that anymore I like to have you know intimate connections didn't have that anymore so I was not feeling great but my son and I we were reconnecting and we were getting things done and he was like crushing it at school and everything was kind of starting to feel good again so um my mom was here like I said and Oh my God. This is like so all over the place. I'm so fucking sorry. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm going to flag that. I'm not even able to use this. I might just leave this up for like shits and giggles. So people can be like, Oh my God. (laughs) There's just so much to this. It's like, it's so big that it's hard to break it down. So I'm trying to like break down just like the little beginning parts of it. So, um, anyway, doing my thing, all this stuff, therapy, blah, 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 um, support groups, yada, 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 trash talking all day long. Okay. Um, and then I get back on the Sadie Hawkins dating app and I match with this guy. Right. And like, um, I was like, Hmm, like he's kind of, he's kind of my type. Yeah. Yeah. Older check. Like I had this checklist in my brain and I would literally sit lay in my bed in the basement cuz that's where I was living basically in the basement cuz I was too afraid to come upstairs um when my ex was here cuz he was just the worst and so I would sit down there and I would just go over and over again like someone out there wants me they've got to want me like I have so many good things about me and there's got to be a guy out there who just like wants to eat this up like thanksgiving dinner right and i want to be a little bit older like at the time, um, I was 39, I think 30 or 30. Oh, I was like 38 when I started wishing this. So this was like two years ago. I was like, I want a guy who's like cool, like has a job. Cause like, I am so sick of financially supporting this like man child. I want a guy who likes to fuck, who likes to listen to music, who likes to have fun, who likes to cook and participate and do like, activities with the house who is tidy and takes care of himself maybe he's raised kids maybe he has kids but one way or another has been responsible for someone else other than himself has lived on his own I don't care if he's married you know has been married not married at the time but has a marriage under his belt or whatever um I just wanted like a grown-ass man was what I kept saying grown-ass man and I just was like putting it out in the universe like so hard. I was like, I want a grown ass man. So Mr. Trauma matched with me and I was like, "Hmm, okay, like I'm interested, right? Like grown ass man vibes. Okay. So he was a little bit shy at first and I was like, okay, what's going on here? Something's weird, but he was very upfront about why he liked me and I asked him I said so you used your like ding dong super swipe on me why (laughs) and he's like it's your hair and for all you guys out there I've usually got a different color hair every month um like I really like fun hair color and I can pull it off still so I'm riding it out till somebody says I'm too old for it but he's like, I like your hair. And he's like, I hope that's not like shallow or superficial or something. And I was like, no, actually it's refreshing. Cause it's honest. And I was like, I like my hair too. <laughs> Cause like I do, um, I put a lot of time into it and I, I like my hair. So, um, yeah, we just sort of like started doing the, how's it going? How's your day? Yada, yada, chit, 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 chat, 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 just sort of surfacey stuff. Um, and then, you know, I was just kind of sickened by everyone else I was talking to. I was like, this is disgusting. I had some guy say I was like low hanging fruit and I was like, that's a whole nother thing. Like I'm not going to do. So, um, I was like, listen, I just, you know, do you want my number or whatever? So I started texting. Okay. Me and Mr. Trauma. And this is like in the fall of last year. So like early October of last year. Okay and I'm starting to feel a little bit better about myself I had been on like one date it wasn't like a date out it was like a date in um and so I like had an encounter with the opposite sex and it went okay and I was like okay like you know all right okay um I'd been single for a few months now I'd been processing and doing all this work that we're going to talk about and um I meet Mr. Trauma, okay? So I cancel a couple times because I'm scared. And then I had a family emergency at one point as well. So our first date ended up being like Halloween <laughs> to go trick-or-treating. Um, and it, we were both like so nervous. I was like sweating in the middle of October in a state that is very cold in October. And, um, I invited him to come trick-or-treating and I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Cause at this point he and I had probably talked on the phone for like mm, at least like 50 hours or something. Like we would have these two hour long conversations at night and he was opening up to me about some stuff. And so I knew that he had been through it too. And I'll let him tell you his story, but, um, I didn't know the full extent of everything quite yet, which is fine. And again, That'll come later as to what had happened. But I knew that he had gotten burned really hard and he had, like, listened to me cry. He wasn't trying to be, like, overly sexual with me. He was just, like, being really, like, a friend. But, like, a friend that I was kind of, like, having a weird crush on even though I hadn't met him. So, um, I meet Mr. Trauma and <laughs> we'll see the that episode for when we do it together about our first date because it's cute um two traumatized people going on a first date hilarious by the way (laughs) because you're like so nervous you're just sweating and you're like super insecure and everything is like ah so it was awesome it was so funny um looking back now we were both just like so freaked out um But, you know, it went well and it went slow. It went well. And then, you know, I was like, well, he's never going to contact me again. But he did. And so fast forward to now, we are married officially and um, we've done a ton of work. And so that's why we feel qualified to come on here on the Internet or whatever the fuck this is and talk about um, the fact that The information that is given about trauma is very one-sided, right? I think, like I said, it's very dominated in the female lane, okay? Which I understand. And trust me, thank God it's there. But Mr. Trauma is a grown-ass man. He holds it down. He's like my, like... Daddy, do Dad, I'm um, his like baby girl, like he knows what's up, you know he throws it down, he holds down the house, he's got his own shit together, like he's a grown ass man, right, and um, but he's also sensitive and vulnerable, and I think that's very masculine. He is romantic, he has been hurt beyond measure, and he lived with this for a really long time. And, um, I don't know if someone out there is sitting there listening to this and they're like, I feel like I'm Mr. Trauma. But once you hear kind of his story, he'll be a little bit more structured. I'm, I have ADHD, so I'm all over the place, but he'll be a bit more, um, structured and I will next time. I'm just kind of testing this out right now. Um, see how it feels. because it's a bit triggering because I used to podcast with my ex and um, I've now since like d- archived that show. but um, this is something I really enjoyed doing and I can't believe I'm actually doing it again, so it's cool. So anyway, um, you know there's just not enough out there for you guys. And so I am taking the initiative to come on here and shout out to the rooftops like you guys men you are probably experiencing domestic violence in some form or another if you're traumatized and um we are going to talk about that and we are going to have resources for you we're going to have show notes we're going to be putting together pdfs we're going to be putting together actual tangible things that are linked in the bio of the shows that you can just print and you can have um We're also going to do some stuff about keeping yourself safe financially um, because, you know, financial abuse is another form of domestic abuse as well, um, which I got to see firsthand. And then we're going to offer some resources for you to contact if you're in crisis. And also just listening to his story, I hope that you can... Um, hear yourself and him because I can't tell his story for him and it's not fair if I try because it's powerful and it, it's very important and my story is too I'm sort of glossing over it right now but um, the priority here is to like even out the playing field and throw out another resource like I'm a crisis counselor and I can pull from resources from everywhere. And I can pull a handful for men out of a thousand for domestic violence, you know, intimate partner violence, parent alienation, a handful from all of those resources that are specific to men. I'm not saying that all of the other ones are specific to women. There's a lot that are just sort of like gender neutral, but like, sometimes you've been so emasculated that you want something that is just for you from a male's perspective well guess what we got him and he's really excited about talking about what he went through um not in the sense of reliving it or anything but paying it forward because we have felt the universe has been so good to us (laughs) I don't know why we have Scored so big with each other. We both feel like we just hit the lottery. We're so gaga over each other. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm in love for the first time in my life. And I married this person. I told myself I never would. I broke all my boundaries, right? But the good ones. Um, he flipped the script on me. And it's not like he tried. <laughs> we both went in very cautious. And we, you know, did things safely we protected ourselves financially because we know what it's like to get screwed over so you know we got our finances in order we drew up paperwork like we are in this for the right reasons and you know it I still think sometimes he struggles to trust me um, because he was so manipulated And so it breaks my heart, first of all, that the man that I love is still, you know, still having problems with that and that there still isn't enough out there for him, even with me, his wife, and with all of the amazing work that he's done that he's going to share with everyone. And I'm going to share with you guys what I did too, just because I know we have female listeners. I want there to be a female audience. I also want there to be females out there who hear my story and maybe realize that they're in a fucked up situation or they know some man that's in a fucked up situation. But it it's like we have two perspectives that can come together. I have, you know, I'm a trained, licensed crisis, crisis counselor, you know, and like he's done what he's done. Um, he'll tell you about that. And I've put in like a lot of time learning about this stuff. So um my hopes are to obviously not have another long-winded, stupid episode like this in terms of just blah blah blah. But I'm trying to just kind of like feel it out. I might even just delete this. I don't know yet. (laughs) I might leave it up just for funsies. But um We're going to have like structured episodes. We're going to have people that we know that have also experienced this, men and women. Um, I'm going to reach out to some of the content creators that inspired me that are male. There's very few of them. Um, I'm hoping that I can have them come on and talk um, about that whole thing, that there needs to be more support for men. Um, I mean, there's not even like shelters like safe houses it's like it it's like jail is your safe house you know what I mean it's messed up like there's no like safe haven there's no you know battered men's shelters around it just doesn't exist and right now you know statistically speaking there are men that are being physically abused domestic violence you know emotional violence right now and um there is not enough out there for them and it is not okay so yeah we want to change that I don't know if we're gonna put a huge dent in it but if we can put a bit of a dent then I'm here for it Uh, plus I have a son and I want him to um feel like he can come and talk about what he experienced as well as a child so we kind of want all perspectives we're thinking about having our parents on friends of course you know our close friends that for me I've gotten back in my life that watched my like watched what I went through and watched me push them away um and now see it like that I'm doing much much better and I'm not gonna lie I still go to therapy (laughs) I think everyone should go to therapy if they can if you can get therapy do it um again i can link some resources for some discounted therapy and uh some tips and tricks i'll i'll jot that down as well as to resources for therapy um and some uh ways you can get discounts on that um yeah we're here just kind of to share everything we know which is a lot of stuff um Mr. (laughs) So funny calling him that Mr. Trauma and I still have very long talks about our trauma and how it affects us but it also empowers us to set boundaries with one another for the first time he feels like he is like the man he wants to be he's like I feel confident I you know i stand straighter, I feel good, I feel like I've got a girl behind me that loves me and I do. Oh my gosh, I do. And um you know, I have had to let all my walls down. So I've had to strip every layer that I've put up away to let him in because he is very he uses the word greedy. Like he really likes to be affectionate with me and have my attention. And I like that, but it's taken me time to get there because I put so many walls up in front of me to protect me. And um, it takes time to strip those down. So there's a lot we have to say. (laughs) It's overwhelming. Um, Like I said, it will be better and more structured. I just kind of wanted to introduce myself and kind of give you an idea of what we're doing here. Um, we're definitely here for the guys. We're here for the girls. We're here for the kids. We're here for everyone. We've been through it. We've lived it. We have literally been through every scenario. Basically you can think of like everything down to like death threats. So, um, you know, it's not going to be fun for us to relive all this stuff, but it's, important because I think we're so isolated these days and I think that people are so fixated on this like false narrative that social media displays that everything's perfect when it's not. Um, I think people put too much pressure on themselves. I think people are disconnected and I think that if we were more connected, there would be more support and more resources and also just more men speaking out and feeling confident and comfortable that they can around a woman. So, um, we're also going to link our contact info. So if like you guys have stories or if you're going through it, um, like contact us and we can have a talk and have you on the show. And I don't know maybe troubleshoot or hear your story, hear how you got out of it, um, hear what went down. I mean, we want to involve our listeners in this 100%. So this is for you guys, really, um, because we have gotten blessed with so much from finding each other and finding information finally and finding ourselves individually as well. So it's time to give it back. So anyway, with all my love, um, I'm going to cut it off right now before I keep going. But hopefully you guys will come back. We'll see. I might not post this. We'll see what's up. But anyway, thanks for listening. And we'll see what this turns into. That's all we can do. But um, Mr. Trauma's birthday is this weekend. So we'll probably have another episode up on Monday. All right guys, please take care of yourselves and um there are um resources out there immediately like crisis text line, there's the suicide hotline, um and there's always the good old 911. You can call if you feel like you're in danger emotionally at all or especially physically by your partner. Utilize one of those, please. Please. Don't be afraid, okay? I promise. There's resources and I'll share more with you. But Crisis Text Line is really great. Um, and call the cops. Call the cops. I did it. I should have done it more. Okay, I'll leave you with that. And um, if you're already like, oh my God, I can relate or I want to talk to Mr. Trauma, um you can reach out to us. So please do. Um, Our email and stuff is, I think, in the links. I've got to figure it out. I still have to get the webpage up. Um, I just designed the logo and I'm building the webpage. So we will be here, but I'm going to set up like a thing where you can leave a voice message, I think, on here. So you can leave a message if you want to, and we will get back to you if you want to anonymously or whatever. Like, I'm just letting you know we're here. Um, And I'm a mandated reporter. So like I can actually talk about this stuff and yeah. So let me know. Okay, again, Mrs. Trauma signing off and Mr. Trauma will be back and then we'll be back together and we'll be back with lots of good stuff. Okay, take care of yourselves. Be well, please, please take care of yourselves. Love yourselves. Give yourselves a big hug. You deserve it if you haven't had it in a while. All right, I'm sending you hugs. Take care.